Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. So happy to have you here, my friend. Don't forget about Cruise Radio Insider. It's our Cruise Radio group on Facebook. Just search Cruise Radio Insider on Facebook. Also, Cruise Radio News, daily hits of the news, really quick segments for you. It's a podcast like this, but about uh, 19 minutes shorter. Yeah, it's like 60 seconds or less. So uh, you can find that on iTunes or check out the show notes at cruiseradio.net. So we're going to switch things up just a little bit today. I just got back from a five-night cruise with my parents, and um, cruise etiquette, yeah, I want to tackle that. And I came across an article called Cruise Etiquette, the Ins and Outs, and How to Make Your Cruise Experience Better. Vicki Bone wrote it over there in Vancouver, and she's on the line right now. Hey, Vicki. Hi, Doug. Glad you're so excited to be here, Vicki. Uh, so we're going to open up a can of worms talking about cruise etiquette. You do know that, right? Oh, my goodness, yes. <laughs> Before we get to this detailed etiquette article you wrote, uh, what made you want to write this? Well, I've been on numerous cruises, and I always find little things that were bothering me. And I went, geez, you know, many people just don't know what they should do. So I came back home and I made a list of things that were bothering me. But then I put it out to my Facebook fans on my page and I got a huge amount of things that people told me that um, they've learned along the way and what people potentially might not be aware of to help them. So that's why I put it all together and there's a whole array of things. But ultimately, in the end, if something isn't going the way you think it should adequately wise just let it go. It's not going to ruin your, you know, your holiday you've spent thousands of dollars on. People will do what they want to do, even if you bring it up to them. You definitely hit some good points in this article with dining, entertainment, outside on the pool deck. So we'll bang down the the whole article during the interview here. Uh, But let's start at the top and you start off talking about dining. So give us some of your dining etiquette tips. You know, first of all, it's like, just remember, you're not the only people on the ship. Mm -hmm. So just think of it as you're out with a bunch of people and they're potentially going to be friends. So I always say, whatever dining venue you choose, if it's traditional or anytime, stick to that venue. Okay. With Princess, you can choose either or. You can't flip flop between the two. If you do have traditional dining, please show up on time. There's nothing worse than if you are sat at a table and you're waiting for one couple to show up because the waiter's going to hold back until they show up. And also that could impact the second seating if you are on first seating. Now, Doug, I know you've talked about it, that if you're at any time or you're going to open seating, no discussions about religion, (laughs) politics, money, you know, those heavy, hot button topics. One thing I, you know, really like to do if I'm sitting with a, a new bunch of people is, you know, I introduce myself and I want to ask people questions, you know. So don't just sit there and brag about you and what you're doing and where you're going and your family and how much money you make. Ask people, where are they from? You know, how did you two meet? How long have you been married? Uh, you know, those fun things about what you did in port. Try to stay away from those hot button topics. I think that's the one. And then, of course, table manners. So if you're sitting with somebody you don't like, I always say, you know, you know, be polite, bite your tongue. Think about what your mom would advise you to do. 
and um, maybe, you know, duck out at dessert. But don't go out before then and, and just thank everybody and enjoy your evening. Well, let's back up on this article. You were talking about mm-hmm. um, dining and dining times. First off, what kind of dining do you usually do, Vicky? I usually do anytime dining. I have done traditional, but to tell you the truth, those hot button issues about people showing up on time are one of the reasons I stopped doing traditional because we would do second seating and many times we couldn't even get to our table because the people ahead of us hadn't left yet. So say anytime dining is between 5.30 and 9.30, would it be considered rude showing up at 9.25? Well, anytime it doesn't matter because you just show up at the dining room and you ask to join a table or you could ask for a table of two. So that it really wouldn't be an issue then. And if the dining room is open until 9.30, they'll sit you up until 9.30. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I know. Cause the thing like, is, don't show up at nine thirty-five and expect to be sad. That's right. The thing. I know. Like here, when I go to restaurants here in Jacksonville, if the restaurant closes at nine, I'm not going to go in at eight fifty. But I guess that's a different rule on a cruise ship. You can do that. Yeah, from what I've learned from uh, people that that have been on board um, in the dining rooms, they say if the dining room's open until 9.30, they will seat you until 9.30. They usually close the doors at 9.30, and uh, they don't accept other people. But I've had people who will save seats for their family member and say, oh, they're coming, they're coming, and then they show up a half hour after breakfast is finished. And, you know, it's not really fair to the crew. Certainly isn't fair to the other people, and um, you know, there's a lot of other areas you can eat. You're not going to go hungry. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's jo- speaking of that. Let's journey outside of the main dining room and talk about some etiquette mm. in the other dining venues around the ship. Well, buffets are great, but we all know germs are spread like crazy. Now, I'm not a huge germaphobe, but I do wash my hands. And on the Royal and the Regal, I love that they have a little uh, section that has a sink and uh, soap, and you can wash your hands instead of using the sanitizer, because I'm not usually a huge fan of the sanitizer. Of course, I use it if that's the only option, but I would rather use wash my hands because that kills the germs, you know, that are associated with the norovirus. Using the utensils that they provide, kind of, you know, I don't understand it. Don't reach and grab the roll or, you know, an apple or even a cookie. There's tongs there and you're supposed to use those tongs for a specific reason. And in fact, if you do reach with your hand, that whole plate of rolls or bowl of rolls now has to be taken out and disposed of because of germs. You know, I was on a ship a couple of months ago, and I won't say the cruise line. I will say that it was not Carnival, but somebody used their hands to grab the bacon from the buffet line. Ugh. I'm like, what the oh, hell are you doing? Yeah, I've, had, I've seen people drop things and then put it back. <laughs> I, I really don't get it. So, again, if you witness that, don't go crazy and yell at the person. I just usually inform a crew member, and then they go and take care of it. And the other thing, I'm not too sure about other shit, but I know Carnival and Princess and even Royal Caribbean, they're buffets are more like stations. Mm -hmm. So when I go into Horizon Court and I see there's a lineup to get the bacon, because Doug's grabbing all the bacon, (laughs) I tend to go to another area. So there's no, you know, stiff rules of a line, you know, going in and out one of the buffet areas. Just kind of move and flow and then pay attention. Look behind you when you're moving and you're turning. It's almost like you have to have a backup camera when you're in those buffets because you're going to hit somebody. And I have and I've made messes. So um, the other thing is when you're sitting in the buffet area, people just, you know, there's something about people, I think, nowadays where they don't really want to share. They don't want to sit down with another table mates and get to know them. But, you know, if it's busy, 
open up the space beside you if you have a table for four and there's only two of you. Get to meet somebody. Or, you know, ask if you can join the table if you see some spaces. And usually you'll walk away with meeting a new friend. Very nice. Now, you were talking a few minutes ago about people grabbing just stuff off the buffet. Uh, Does Princess do this on the first day or two where they actually serve you at the buffet? No, I've heard that Holland America does that. Um, No, Princess, if they're not under um, a code orange is what they would say, um, means that they're at a level where they now have to start serving the passengers to try to nip it in the butt if there's an outbreak. Uh, um, No, that's the only time you will see it if it's a code orange or even higher, a code red. But normally, if if there's no issues, you can start serving yourself immediately. Okay, so we talked about the main dining room. We talked about the buffet area. How about like the other venues outside of those? areas? Well, international dining or international cafe, you know, that's a venue. It's very casual and there's usually not a formal line like that's roped off. And, you know, in the morning or in the afternoon, if you're getting in there, sometimes it might happen that somebody gets served before you, even though they got there. It's not a big deal. I always tell people, it's you know, you're on holidays, relax, enjoy, but you know, you'll get served and just be polite and, and courteous and help somebody out that maybe needs some help. And the other area is room service. Don't put your food outside the door when you're finished with um, nothing kind of worse than walking down the hall and seeing all these trays and everything. Your cabin steward will gladly take away the dishes, or if you need to get it removed immediately, call room service. They will gladly come and pick it up for you. Let's talk about everybody's favorite thing, deck chair hogs. So uh, give us some tips for uh, going outside of the cruise ship by the pool and the loungers. Isn't it a hot button topic? And It even gets under my skin. But you know what? It's going to happen. Just accept that it's going to happen. I've noticed on some ships within the Princess Fleet, and certainly I hear on Carnival, they are now coming around and taking stuff, and they will keep it in a lost and found area, and there's someone that you can collect it. But you don't need to have your towel or your magazine down on a chair to save that special lounge chair again. If it's busy, go somewhere else. This gives you an opportunity to try another area on the deck. But yeah, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't recommend uh, reserving chairs anywhere on the ship. Uh, it's just not appropriate. Sure, if you're going to have a, a dip in the pool or you're going to grab a slice of pizza and come right back, that's okay. But I've seen people literally put a magazine down and leave it there for hours. What do you do, Vicky, if you personally see deck chair hogs out there? I refuse to comment. <laughs> 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 no, normally I, I try to let it go. I'm really getting better as I get older to just let it go. This isn't going to ruin my holiday. Can we please talk about people and their music outdoors? You know, personal speakers are really getting popular now, and that's wonderful at home. Mm-hmm. Don't bring them out on the deck and play them, you know, for everybody to have to listen to. And even worse, I've had people on their balcony blaring music, and I'm like, Really? Like, I don't want to hear your heavy metal or your whatever it is. Not that I don't like it, but I just don't want to hear it. So, you know, put on some earphones, put on earbuds, enjoy your music personally. Uh, The other thing I always say on on the deck is um, if you're going to eat again, don't leave your plate there with a napkin. These things get blown around. And if you're in port, I've seen birds, seagulls. In fact, when we were in Sonata last year, a bird came down onto somebody's balcony and was eating away. And that's all fine and dandy. Well, guess what? 
the bird couldn't get out. Oh, wow. <laughs> we would watch it. It was sort of stuck there between the glass, which Princess has on their balconies, and the wall. And it was sort of in an angle. And he was stuck there. He just couldn't seem to understand that all he had to do was back up and fly away. And he was there for about four hours stuck. And we alerted the environmental officer, and he did come down and get the bird out. But again, if you're leaving food, it's just going to attract things. Birds, it's going to fly over into the ocean and pollute our beautiful water. So clean up after yourself. Very good points. Let's talk about uh, inside now. Coming back to reserving lounge chairs, don't do it. (laughs) Uh, Nobody really wants to try to find a seat and you can't find a seat. The other thing I always do is if it is a busy show, when you get into the aisle, walk all the way down and sit beside the person that's there. I know he's a stranger. I know you don't want to talk with him. God forbid you have to share an armrest. But hey, you're on a ship. You're on there with probably 3,000 other people. Chat, get to know them. May again, come out with a new friend. And I always find that once I've made a connection with somebody, like just even saying hi, where are they from? All of a sudden, the barriers come down and you, you know, you don't mind talking to them. You don't mind taking a picture. They'll let you know something. Maybe they can help you with something. You know, they'll move over on the railing and to give you a better view. So just break down those barriers and get to know somebody. Funny you say that because uh, a couple of sailings ago in the main theater, there was an adult laying across six chairs. It's like it was ridiculous. I said, excuse yeah. me, and he, he like, refused to get up. So I, like, went to, like, I was going to sit on him. I really wouldn't, but um, <laughs> he got up, and he goes, well, someone's going to be sitting here. I said, I'll tell you what. If they come, I will move. Well, they never wound up coming, so I wound up That's getting right. a really, really good seat. But I was like, you're a grown adult, and you're laying across six chairs. What's wrong uh, with you? Yeah. I think my biggest pet peeve is people who talk during the show. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because people – technically don't pay to enter the show, but I actually shouldn't say that because I've been to concerts and stuff where people, all they do is talk through it. But if you want to have a conversation, go somewhere else. There's a beautiful lounge right outside, you know, don't talk during the production show or the comedian or, you know, a concert that's happening on board, you know, go elsewhere. And um, the same, I don't know why it seems to be coming more popular is before the show's even finished, everybody's leaving. Mm-hmm. And I just personally respect the work that these people have done. And so I just wait. And I'm not in a huge rush. I don't have anywhere else to go. Right. And if I do, I'll get there pretty quickly on a ship. So just wait. If you need to uh, wait for an elevator, say if you have mobility issues, wait until later. You don't have to rush out before the show's even finished while the lights aren't even on. Not to mention, with a lot of these shows on ships these days, a lot of the performers are running up and down the aisles, so you could actually hurt them or hurt yourself by getting up early. Right, yeah. I've heard from um, some of the production crew that they say it's very distracting for them, and sometimes because of, you know they're doing all kinds of things that potentially they could get hurt. They find that people get up or they're walking down the aisles, like you said, it could interfere with the actual show. Let's move on and talk about etiquette to the crew and staff aboard the cruise ship. And I know most people that I know cruise quite often. The, probably the favorite thing is getting to know the crew that are on board. And they work so hard, as, as I know many of your listeners know. And the best thing I find about cruising is making new friends, and not only with the passengers, but with the crew. So you're not at home. You're not at McDonald's. You're not at Starbucks. You're not going to get your drink the same as you would there. It might take a little bit longer. So have a little bit more patience. Be polite. Say thank you. Say good morning. Good afternoon. Smile goes a long way. Uh, Get to know them. 
engage with them. Often they love sharing their information about where they're from and their families. And I even love asking them tips about the port. Mm -hmm. Um, They can share very valuable information about how to get to certain areas once you're ashore and really help you. And I always ask them sometimes if I'm going ashore, if I'm on a back-to-back and I'm on a turnaround day, hey, there's something you need me to pick up for you? Because often they don't get much time when they um, are on a turnaround, so they can't rush out and get those necessary toiletries sometimes. But I always really, really enjoy uh, getting to know the crew. And a thank you goes a very long way. And it's amazing how much they can remember you, because I've been on ships where I have no recollection of that person, but they remember me and they will nail down exactly when they met me. If you're talking with, say, the purser's desk or say a Captain Circle host, which is their loyalty host on Princess, or or somebody else, keep the conversation to the business at hand, because usually they have quite a long queue behind them. And if you're that person that's waiting right behind, you know, give that person space. I've had times when I'm talking to the host, Captain Circle host, and the person's like right there beside me listening to our conversation. (laughs) So again, a little bit of, you know, common sense and um, keeping, if you have a complaint or an issue, making sure you deal with the appropriate person. Don't go complaining to the bartender that you have an issue with your your shore excursion because he can't or she can't really help you. Take it to the shore department and make sure that they deal with it appropriately and you'll have a much better holiday. You have so much information in this article, Vicki, so uh, we'll just hit on one more point and then uh, link to it in the show notes at cruiseradio.net. So let's talk about some cabin etiquette on board. Those balls are not very thick, is what I'll say. So keep the noise down. Be conscious of the sound from your stereo, your TV, and even your conversation. And just being respectful that people maybe aren't staying up as late as you are or aren't getting up as early as you do. And not slamming that door. And one of my other things is I am always amazed that people think it's okay to hang your laundry across the railing. (laughs) And I have seen it all. In fact, I put a picture up on that blog where I've seen people hanging their undergarments (laughs) right above me. And I really don't want to see it. Not to mention it's a huge fire hazard and it's not allowed. And I will share a story that one of the passenger services directors told me that a passenger actually once went up on the pool deck strung a line, and dried her clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. And speaking of how thin the walls are, I think that includes bedroom behavior, too. Yeah. Uh, I've heard some crazy sounds. You might think that the balcony's (laughs) private. Trust me, it's not. And I have heard all the stories. And, you know, dress up. Dress up. You know, cover up when you're on that balcony because uh-huh. uh, you you can see you, you really can, and especially with princess where they have like that the tiered mm-hmm. um, balconies. Yeah, you can see. So put something on. Yes, I'd like to keep my vision. Uh, we've been talking with Vicky Bone over in Vancouver on cruise etiquette. If you want to see the whole article, we'll link to it at cruiseradio.net. Vicky, thank you so much for being on the show, and I really hope I get to meet you maybe uh, this winter. In Fort Lauderdale, yeah, on one of your cruises. Oh, I hope so too, Doug. Take care. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not, not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. 
How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.